Welcome back to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. I thought today I would read from C.S. Lewis, um, and it is one of his letters from February 23rd, 1947. God could, had he pleased, have been incarnate in a man of iron nerves, the stoic sort who lets no sigh escape him. Of his great humility, he chose to be incarnate in a man of delicate sensibilities who wept at the grave of Lazarus and sweated blood in Gethsemane. Otherwise, we should have missed the great lesson that it is by his will alone that a man is good or bad, and that feelings are not in themselves of any importance. We should also have missed the all-important help of knowing that he has faced all the, that the weakest of us face, has shared not only the strength of our nature, but every weakness of it except sin. If he had been incarnate of a man in a man of immense natural courage, that would have been for many of us almost the same as his not being incarnate at all. Now I think Lewis makes a fascinating point here, and a point being that you know Christ came to earth to be with us as a byproduct of our need for him to be just one of us. You know, there is no doubt that each of us, if we are honestly willing to look at it, each of us suffer from psychological issues and emotional issues. But one of the things that all of us tend to suffer from is pride. And as Lewis talked about, pride is the gateway to sin. And I believe to all sin, because ultimately what ends up happening, you know, is that, you know, we tend to focus on the things that we need to do in order to maintain the status quo psychologically in order to survive as we would say but really after everything is said and done in order to feel better about ourselves and whether that is because we have attained something in some narcissistic fashion whether we have gotten an opportunity to take advantage of another for our own benefit in some sociopathic fashion or whether at a simple level we are looking at circumstances and saying, okay, well, at least I got something that will ease the tension of my mind, ease the tension of my body. And we'll turn to those things as often as we possibly can. And the truth of it is, is that every one of them has become sinful. And the reason it's become sinful is because we have taken what it is that is natural and we have bastardized it. We have distorted it. You know, there's a part in the book that C.S. Lewis wrote called The Great Divorce, Whereas this one individual, he has gone to this place that it lies between purgatory and heaven. And he has this choice to make. And that choice is, does he go back to where it is he came from? Or does he move forward towards the mountains, towards that higher peak, towards where God is to see the face of God? And so he's confronted, for want of a better word, by this angel and he is carrying this little red lizard on his shoulder. And this little red lizard is representative of all his sexual needs and his sexual desires and his sexual impulses and his sexual acts. And the, the angel says to him, do you want me to kill it? And he balks initially. He's like, well, if you kill it, you'll kill me. But what he eventually comes to realize is that this sinful aspect of his character has to be destroyed in order for him to grow, for him to satis be satisfied and to find a heavenly way to live his life. Now, it doesn't mean that the angel came along, killed it, and that was that. What ends up happening is a fascinating twist 
What ends up happening, and Lewis was able to recognize this and paint it in a beautiful sort of way, is that as soon as a lizard is killed, his back is broken. What that means symbolically is that this no longer holds the man at bay. It no longer has sway over him. And what ends up happening is that this red, tiny lizard that is, for want of a better way to put it, like the devil on his shoulder, becomes this beautiful white stallion. Now, what does that mean? It means that what it is that the body was supposed to be about, what it is that the, the sexual aspect of human behavior was supposed to be about, is a beautiful thing. But it gets so distorted by sin, by our pride, and by our use of it to gain some measure of gratification. And so when Lewis is talking about this in this letter, I think what he's able to recognize is, you know, we, we have this being, this God who comes to us and is born to us as this simple human being. Nothing spectacular to look at, nothing spectacular to behold, but what he teaches, what he preaches, what he does through his salvation of human beings by giving them cures not just of the body and not just but not just of the mind but of their spirit what he does is spectacular and he doesn't do it by being hercules he doesn't do it by being you know a, a character a zeus from greek mythology he doesn't do any of these things what he does is he says if you follow me and you live as i do that my yoke is really easy and what he means by that, I think, is that, you know, to love others is truly easy as long as you get out of your own way. And so therefore, when we think about it, if Christ had been born on this world, to this world as this powerful, you know, this man of super superhuman strength, this man of super character, he would have not been Christ. Instead, he would have been just another figure from mythology that says, I'll rescue you and save you from what it is that you're experiencing. And he would have done so out of his own pride, out of his own sense of, look what I can do. You know, you think about our leaders, whether they are political, whether they are religious, whatever the case might be, and ask yourself, are they acting out of pride? Are they acting out of something for themselves? And if they are, then are they not doing what is truly unhealthy for them and for us? Or are they acting as Christ did? Humbly, simply, passionately, straightforwardly saying, you know, we are all human beings. We all have the opportunity to put our egos aside, to move from the ego drama to the theodrama, which is about one's relationship with God. Be well.